At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. All right, if you haven't heard, yeah, the Super Bowl is in Las Vegas, baby. We're going to have boots on the ground. So this guy, Steve Buchanan, this guy, Josh Applebaum. Oh, yeah. Got going to be heading down there tomorrow, right? Are you guys on the same flight? We don't need to discuss I got to wake up super early. And yeah. I may not even sleep tonight. I'm ready to go. Yeah, wow. you are. Yeah. You do seem very excited. You I would sleep? recommend sleeping before you go to Vegas. Because <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. you're not going to be sleeping for the next eight days, buddy, as you make bad decisions. You're going to be hanging out on Radio Row. You're going to be grabbing interviews. You're going to be touring Vegas. And lucky for us, what happens in Vegas this week is going to air next week here on this show, The Sweat, while Julian and I are putting this company on our back back here in Boston. Uh, live coverage next week on The Sweat, both you guys um, in the Sin City, but also for all of you watching, fans of Gojo and Golik, just a heads up, there's gonna be a new time for that yeah, what's show. Up with that? Yeah, I, what's up with that is, I don't, they're giving them a break maybe, not making them get up and host a show from five to 7 a.m. local time. Yeah, Josh I guess, and I gotta do that, yeah. I know you do. Interesting. You're grinders, you know? We gotta, pam- <laughs> we gotta pamper the big dogs here, the father-son duo. That's gonna be four to six p.m. Eastern time, Monday through Friday, just next week. So for one week only, mm. and this postseason, <laughs> I think I, it's unclear on what's happening. I, well, that is my well job, twice. to make it clear for everyone watching. Because yep. they're like, you know, they're going to tune in 8 to 10, and I think there's going to yep. be reruns of that show airing at that time, or best of, but whatever. All right, so this postseason in the NFL, it's featured great plays, fantastic finish, finishes, head-scratching coaching decisions, but it's all led to this. We got the Chiefs, we got the 49ers, and Super Bowl 58 in Vegas. Chiefs are looking to become the first repeat Super Bowl champions here, guys, since... The Pats. Oh three. 304 Pats, 49ers looking to avenge that 31 to 20 defeat to the Chiefs just four years ago in Super Bowl 54. Steve, you're going to love this question. What, if anything, can you take from that game and apply to this one? Nothing. There you go. I knew that was going to be the answer. Does anyone here on this? I applied something earlier in the show. I applied that I'm betting Patrick Mahomes' long rush attempt rather than. 
total rushing yards because in that game he ran backwards for a million yards to go under his prop. <laughs> That's fair. Josh, any, anything for you? Don't so do it, Josh. You want my game better? What, no, 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 no. Like just looking back at 54. Oh. Can you say, oh, that went, I mean, it was a whole nother quarterback for the 49ers. Yeah, I don't think Nothing. there's a ton you can gain from it. Okay. It was a weird COVID time, you know, right before that hit. Although you do have the same coaches, same scheme, so you can recreate some of the box score, but not a ton. I mean, Jules, going back to your comment on Patrick Mahomes here, it's hard to not ignore. This is the third game in a row that they've been underdogs, right? Number that we're seeing pushed out there a lot, narrative 10-1-1, Patrick Mahomes, ATS is a dog. Currently listed as a two-point underdog now mm-hmm. to the San Francisco 49ers here. So does that have you kind of leaning more towards the Chiefs as we're talking game bets? It does, but not for those reasons. I, I like Kansas City. I would like Kansas City if they were minus one and I had to play a minus 120. That, that would be my bet. Um, I just think, you know, we talk public, where's the money, sides. I, I throw a lot of that out on, on the Super Bowl. I think it's kind of a different market. I think Kansas City, there's so much to like about Kansas City in this game. I think Kansas City's defense is playing better than the 49ers' defense right now. And I think that's a huge problem for the 49ers, how, how they've looked these, these last couple of weeks against the Lions and, and the Packers. Now you got to go up against Mahomes and Kelsey, a good offensive line even without Tooney. I, I think that Patrick Mahomes is going to find ways to extend plays and make plays in this game against the Niners' defense that Jordan Love and Jared Goff just shredded the defense i think is going to cause issues for purdy passing the ball purdy's had issues the last couple of weeks this is going to be the best defense and best secondary that purdy has seen so we've got the quarterback i think that the running game we've talked about we think that can have success for kansas city uh i think there's a coaching advantage on the kansas city side like i'm trying to look for where i like the niners i like christian mccaffrey i like debo they can rip off big plays they can make an impact Mm -hmm. in this game but i'm i'm having trouble finding edges stack up for san francisco whereas i think kansas city has a lot of it's just it's tough because i'm kind of with julian here like oh no that is better quarterback better defense better coach in the super bowl who do you bet i mean that's kind of where i'm at here like there's just (laughs) When you look at the grand scheme of things, like if you look at these rosters side by side, I think the Niners have the better roster, especially offensively, because there's so many ways that the 49ers can go to on any given play. And yet the Chiefs, with their limited amount of guys who can actually play, it feels like, have been getting it done. Like, I don't think there was a scenario where I thought the Chiefs were going to get here at any point, because I felt like, and I've even said this on the show, that People are just going to blindly take the Chiefs because, oh, it's the Chiefs. Not even looking at their roster and go, well, they only really have Rice and Pacheco and Kelsey at this point. And yet they continue to get it done. But what really was eye-opening for me was seeing the Niners playing from behind against Detroit. Yes, the Niners came back and beat the Detroit Detroit Lions. But I attest that more to the Lions just making some bonehead calls Mm -hmm. to not even be here. Essentially taking six points off the board from themselves to not be in this position. And we're not talking about a Chiefs and Lions Super Bowl instead. But Purdy playing from behind is a big Mm -hmm. red flag for me. And that's what I cannot get over. Even with all those weapons, even with all those guys, just the, the, the feeling of duress that he's under and just can't control his feet and throwing across his body. Like we've seen this in the two games that we've seen already from the 49ers. I feel like we're just going to feel like getting that game, that same game script again. But I am worried a little bit, and I'm sure I'm sure Josh is going to bring this up at some point. 
public loves the Chiefs. Oh. The public Teed loves the Chiefs. perfectly, my man. Oh, the oh there you go. The well just done. don't top it like Tom The Brady. Niners easily could have lost both games so far. 100%. Whereas Kansas City. Well, Kansas City could have easily lost last week. They didn't score in the second half, and if the Ravens don't sit but there they, and shoot Was there ever a the point foot? in time that you they felt, felt like they were going to lose? It was like, oh, my God, it is turned. They're going to lose. Well, the Ravens no. just couldn't compose They dominated the Miami game, and then you say, okay, Buffalo makes a kick. Maybe Buffalo has a chance. But that would have been Mahomes' two-minute drill driving for the win, and I would have trusted him. So, like. There's never been a point in this entire postseason where I felt like Kansas City is going to lose, whereas the entire postseason we felt like San Francisco is going to lose until the final second of the game. I'm getting texts from this guy saying he needs me to help me move him in to my hey. house. Yeah. <laughs> really? Fortunately, I've the been Niners texting you. I've been texting you too, but you don't text me back. Yeah, take a hint. <laughs> <laughs> so I, anyway, Josh. <laughs> to Steve's point, I always start try to start games with the data. Put my bias to the side. What's the data telling us? The data is telling us, to Steve's point, that the Chiefs are a very trendy dog. They're getting 72% of bets. Public is going Chiefs in this spot. Now, nine times out of 10, even 99 times out of 100, I would never want to be on the side getting 72%. However, I think this is the one situation where do Whoa. you know do the numbers accurately reflect the value of Patrick Mahomes to the spread and covering the number? This is the elephant in the room that I think you have to take into account. Now, you also got to ask yourself, why are the 49ers favored? If, if the Chiefs have the better quarterback, the experience, all these different factors, then why are they a dog? And again, you got to go back to the power ratings. The books trust their numbers. So if the books numbers say, based on both power ratings, let's plug it in the supercomputer, it spits out that this is a two or three or you know two, two and a half point game. They're going to post that number. They're, they're going to stay true to their numbers and believe in their numbers. However, elephant in the room is Mahomes. 10-1 ATS is a dog. Playoff dogs this year, 8-4 ATS. Super Bowl dogs, guys. Last 20 years, Super Bowl dogs are 13-7 against the spread, 65%. 3-0 last three. Kansas City was 1.5 last year. Uh, I told myself uh, I took the Eagles like an idiot. I said I'd never yeah, bet against Mahomes again. And since I made that declaration, guys, 2-0 against Buffalo, against the, the Ravens here. Same thing. He, com- he comes through. Remember the year before against the Rams, since he was plus 4.5. They lose but cover the number. Tampa Bay, the Tom Brady year, plus 3 against Kansas City. They cover the number. Now, if you want to protect yourself and tease up, the Chiefs, I think it's a great spot here, you know, going two to eight. If you look at teasing dogs in the Super Bowl, last 20 years, take them up six points. They're 17 and three against the spread, 85%. So there was also a tweet that I saw on Twitter. One of the odds makers uh, in Vegas, very respected odds maker, said, you know, hey, Baltimore was the better team, quote unquote, power rating against Kansas City last week. What happened? The Chiefs, you know, end up winning the game here. So I think this, if you're just sticking to the data, you know, there's a lot of reasons to like San Francisco. They opened minus two. They got down to one. It didn't go to a pick em. Some people thought it would flip dog to favorite. No, it's gone back up to San Fran. So there, if you tell me you like San Fran, I'm not going to argue with you. But I will. I, I'm not going to bet against Mahomes, Julian. I'm going to take the points here. Give me Kansas City. Uh, Steve, one of the, we're, you know what we're going to do? We're going to put our backpack on. Camelback, so you get a little bit of water. Oh, I was going to say, I got a backpack We're going right to walk here. to every book and find a hook on the Chiefs plus. <laughs> what did you make, though, in. of the early move almost immediately and then getting back up to where it almost started? So I think the early move said, hey, you know, a lot of a uh, lot of value there to take the points with the Chiefs. It surprised me that it went back up, but Johnny Avello <laughs> yeah. mentioned in the Visa newsletter, he said, don't be surprised if it gets back to two, two and a half. So, yeah. uh, again, I think the thing with the Super Bowl is be patient. There's early move, late move. Because that, that was happened crushed. At low so yeah. fast, like within a half hour, I feel like we saw that move. With good reason. Posted. Like, yeah. what's fresh in your head? The Niners, right? Coll- like, not falling apart, but having another poor game and the Chiefs somewhat dominating. Right. You gonna host? All right, you're the host. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, you say. guys were having a great conversation. What about the how total? Many, any thoughts I on the total? Just, I was gonna ask you how many points you expect scored in this one. 
great question, man. I would Thanks, mean under. Dude, I've done my research. I will say though that like I don't think there's ever a scenario where you're going to get the majority of the bets on an under for a Super Bowl ever. Uh, uh, yeah. right? I think Nobody a lot of people too, Steve, will still look back to Super Bowl Fifty Four and say, "Oh, thirty-one twenty. Okay, over." I think this is going to be an under though. I really do because because you know one thing I keep talking about I kept talking about earlier in the show is that how much the 49ers have been exploited on the ground mm-hmm. and not necessarily meaning that you know the Chiefs are going to turn into a completely run game but then again I never expected the Ravens to turn into a complete passing offense uh, last week but I think that has been such a big weakness for the 49ers that that needs to be exploited so maybe we do get you know 20 plus carries from Pacheco in this game and then what's the best weapon for the 49ers well obviously Christian McCaffrey so I do think that this is a total that's going to be very close. I think you're going to be sweating the under all throughout this game, but I do think the under is the play in this one, despite everyone being on the over, but everybody wants to see Russ in the Super Bowl. Not even just that, but Shanahan has showed early in games he doesn't want to trust Brady. Then you have to when you have to make these comebacks. So San Francisco is going to try and run too. He's just going to unleash Christian McCaffrey, dude, who, by the way, did you see he and his girlfriend are not dropping the two and a half million dollars for a suite for their families? Wow, that's great. That is that is just that's rude. (laughs) I definitely have to know that. (laughs) All right. Four top 10 matchups this weekend. Around college basketball, including Duke UNC. Late of the season. First top 10 game between the rivals in 2019. Best college basketball slate so far this year. Let's break it down. Best bets. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. This weekend feels a hell of a lot like March and Men's College Hoops. Four matchups between top 10 teams, including a certain rivalry game on Tobacco Road. So today's showdown between the Tar Heels and Blue Devils. 49th time the programs have played each other while being ranked in the top 10, both of them. How remarkable is that figure? In the history of men's college basketball, no other series has more than 14 top 10 matchups. What is that sound? 
It is. Hopefully it's only in our ears. It sounds awful. Absolutely. So let's continue on here with this game and which side you are leaning towards with Duke right. UNC. Oh, okay, it stopped. I was going to say this needs to come out. The question was Duke UNC. <laughs> yeah, uh, Jules. We're starting with that. Man. Is that not the headliner uh, tonight? Hopefully nobody heard that at home. Okay. Um, all right, Duke UNC. I like the Tar Heels at home. <laughs> at home, I will lay the points. I don't believe in Duke much this season, and the splits are, are, are kind of going the other way, Josh. Right, and this number has come down. I disagree with the move. Duke's four and two on the road, so sure they can win some road games, but they also have a couple home losses. Point being, this team can slip up at any time. They're kind of less predictable than any Duke team that we've seen in past years. So I think that this is a safe spot to assume that Duke is going to struggle and play kind of poorly, especially with UNC nine and zero at home. They're coming off a midweek loss to Georgia Tech, clearly a look ahead spot, setting up a bounce back spot at home for a game as big as it gets. Prior to that loss to Georgia Tech, UNC was on a 10-0 straight up, 9-1 against the spread run. I think we see that form of the Tar Heels show up at home in a huge Saturday night game. These games never fail to disappoint here, Josh, in this rivalry. Yeah, I can't wait to watch this one. Can't wait to sweat it. I would, you know, to Julian's point, the fact that UNC is coming off that straight up loss on the road to Georgia Tech, I don't like betting against them. This, you know, feels like a spot where they're mad, they're upset, they're annoyed, they're embarrassed, they're going to really come back today and play well. But I got to go to the betting market here, and I'm going to take the points here with Duke. Duke plus four. Number one, the line has moved toward Duke. Some books were, you know, I saw five and a half, a five, four and a half. We're down to four. And what's most striking to me is when you look at the bet splits, everybody's betting UNC. UNC is getting 83% of bets across the market. So if UNC is getting the lion's share, massive amount, and a very heavily bet game, just from a contrarian standpoint, to bet against the public would be to take Duke here. But also, if everyone's betting uh, UNC, why is this line falling toward Duke? Tells me there was smart money who grabbed the points here with the Dukies. Now, aside from being a super contrarian play, only 17% bets, you have the conference dog angle, the rivalry angle. But in particular, Duke would match a system that uh, won yesterday with Butler in terms of a dog who can score. If you're in a spread sport and you're on a dog, you're not as concerned winning the game. You're just care all you care about is covering the number. So when a team like uh, whether it's college hoops, college football, NFL, college, uh, col uh, you know, either sport, football, basketball, if you can put up points, you can cover a number, even like the Detroit Lions against the 49ers. Not the best defense, but they could score in backdoor cover. My whole point being, Butler was a team that's averaged 80 points a game. They went outright. I'm not you know, saying that Duke's going to win this game outright, but I'll take the four, see if they can uh, lose by three or less. They average 81 points a game. They're actually higher ranked offensive efficiency than UNC, ninth versus 19th. Better effective field goal percentage, better three-point percentage, and the Dukies are four and two on the road. So if you give me the most heavily bet game, or one of the most heavily bet games of the day, 83% are on UNC, give me the Dukies plus four all day. What about number four, Houston, at number eight, Kansas? We can go back to what we were warming up to when we were working up a sweat at the top of the show, Josh. You made it very clear. Rolling into Lawrence and leaving with a win is one of the toughest tasks in college basketball. And hopefully you listened because where's the line right now, Emerson? Where is it, big man? We're down to basically a pick'em. Oh, so no! So if you listen to that warm-up, you got a plus one and a half. We're down to a pick'em or a you know, one-point spread. You're People are watching the show, clearly. So that's sweat steam right there. Definitely, Emerson, I would say. But uh, reasons to like Kansas in this spot. 
Number one is the line move. You know, we're down to a pick or even just now at this point, Houston minus one. Why is that important? Because Houston opened minus two and a half. So this line is falling even further. Overnight, morning, you know, we're getting late into the morning. It's still continuing to go court toward Kansas here. Uh, we all mentioned the, the bet splits <laughs> earlier. Basically, it's a 50-50 ticket count, but 80% of the money is going Kansas. You match the conference dog angle. You have a bunch of offensive advantages. Uh, and really in the spot at home, you know, Allen Fieldhouse is going to be going nuts here. And you can really bank on this, you know, or not bank on it, but hopefully self in this spot can get his team motivated, play that underdog role where again, the Chiefs can play that underdog role, chip on their shoulder again in the Super Bowl. But I love the fact that this line is moving in, in further in favor of Kansas. I'm loving that effect of the fact that I got a one and a half earlier. Jules, people have the chance here to take one of the best, if not the best coaches and programs at home as an underdog. And it sounds like they're doing it right now. Yeah, I got plus two and a half. I'm good with uh, the Jayhawks all the way to a pick, essentially. Houston's one in seven against the spread in their last eight road games. They're three and two straight up on the road this season, but this is as tough a test as it gets. Kansas is 11 and 0 at home. Uh, this is arguably the hardest arena to play in in college basketball. Huge ask for, for Houston. So we talked about it three years ago was the last time Kansas was a home dog. They beat an undefeated Baylor team by double digits. Uh, it, it's just hard to imagine Kansas as a, a home dog. And, you know, you don't want to get too wrapped up in that. But you have to identify how difficult of a game this is going to be for Houston. What is this? Houston's diff most difficult road game since, like, the 80s mm -hmm. when they had Akeem Olajuwon. This is going to be as tough as it gets. I will take the Jayhawks here. They win at home. It's what they do. And you got Kentucky and Tennessee on your betting card as well. Did both these teams lose earlier this week? I know Kentucky did to Florida. Both looking ahead, okay. really. And Tennessee's loss was, was probably worse at home to South Carolina, laying double digits. Kentucky lost at home in overtime to a good Florida team. It was a revenge spot for Florida. Uh, Kentucky went down to uh, Florida earlier in the season yeah. and beat them. So both teams kind of bouncing back here, yes. John Calipari has only lost back-to-back -back home games once since he became the Kentucky head coach in 2010. That doesn't matter. It just shows you kind of like Kansas, the consistency of that program. I like taking the one and a half with uh, the Wildcats at home. Sharp on the bet splits thus far. We haven't seen much movement, but the bigger bets are coming in on the Wildcats. Tennessee's a really good team, but I, I just think this matches up well for uh well for John Calipari and the Wildcats here I think they are the overall more talented team when they're at their best yeah I know uh, Purdue and Wisconsin is another one of those top four one of the four top 10 matchups that we're going to see this weekend that's going to be on Sunday that's going to be tomorrow at one o'clock eastern time Wisconsin was just upset uh by Nebraska but other games that you guys have on your betting card looks like you both are feeling that Iowa State Baylor contest, Josh? Yeah, I really like this spot toward Baylor. Emerson, it's a primetime game tonight, eight o'clock, uh, and a lot of movement here toward Baylor. I mean, Baylor opened as low as minus two and a half. When I left the house this morning, they were like three, three and a half. Now they're popping to minus four, so this line continues to move toward Baylor. And it's kind of fishy because Iowa State is 16 and four, ranked 12th. Baylor's 15 and five, ranked 18th. Iowa State's coming off a big win over Kansas. Iowa State has won three straight. Meanwhile, Baylor, they just beat, unfortunately, your UCF. Uh, yeah, you don't. You didn't have to mention that. Yeah, but I guess sorry you kind about of that. The, same the alma mater there, but they had a three-game losing streak prior to that. So just think of it this way: Iowa State is ranked higher. They've they've been playing better as of late. 
Baylor's struggling a bit here. They're ranked worse and have a worse record. Yet Baylor opens minus two and a half, and they've been bet up to three and a half or four. Uh, I love this bet split. They're getting less than half the tickets, but 70% of the money. Better effective field goal percentage, three-point shooting, uh, free throw shooting as well. Now, I think you're going to get into a situation of, you know, do I lay the points and save the juice, or do I go money line? I got this on the money line, minus 165 a little bit earlier. It's now a little higher, like minus 170. I don't like to go typically higher than that, but I'll protect myself and go money line. Ken Palm only has them winning by three. So again, if this is going to be a tight game, you'd hate you know, to lay at this point a four and have Baylor win by one, two, or three, and you lose your bet. And system match here, guys, with all these ranked, uh, taint, uh, ranked matchups today, when two ranked teams face off and play each other, the home favorite is 19-4 and four straight up, 83% this year. They're 114-28 and 28 straight up, 80% since 2020. Baylor is 10 and 1 at home. I think Baylor gets it done. I got a money line play on Baylor, minus 165. Jules, and I want to go to UConn and St. John's here mm-hmm. because you are being attacked on social media right now. And it turns out you are correct. The reason people are attacking you. a lot, is, man. You, you really are, dude. You're re- you've really been on lately. So why are people giving you crap here for this game? All right. Well, first of all, apparently you need there's backup. confusion. There's no I'm, I'm, I'm good. Uh, games, <laughs> the game's no, at MSG. I can, I can stand up for myself. <laughs> no, games, at, games at MSG. Um, I think there's the perception that, hey, UConn just barely got them by four at home in Connecticut earlier in the season. Johnny's covered plus 11. I was mm-hmm. on St. John's in that building. St. John's has uh, in that game. St. John's has the ability to play UConn tough. But this is not some like home revenge spot for St. John's on campus or whatever. This is at Madison Square Garden, which is a home court from time to time for St. John's. Like that Marquette game, tough beat for me and Josh. What was that last weekend? MSG's as home floor as it gets for UConn. There could easily be more than 50% UConn fans at this game. They're very comfortable playing in this spot. UConn didn't play that well against Providence, laying 13. They didn't cover. They won by nine. Maybe looking ahead to this game a little bit. UConn's going to be jacked to this game. We only have to lay three now, three and a half. It went back up. Three and a half is totally fine. St. John's has lost four of its last five games. They're two and three against the spread over that period of time. It's just... Sure, St. John's can be sharp in this game, and they can be a team that plays UConn tough. This number is way too short for the type of talent UConn rolls out. And I know Caravan rolled his ankle last game. Maybe he doesn't go in this one. Way too many waves of talent for UConn. St. John's is getting the sharp money in this game. I totally disagree. I love UConn in this game. Josh, was there anything you wanted to add very quickly about Florida and Texas A&M? Florida coming off that big upset win. Yeah, I just really like Texas A&M in this spot, Emerson. Texas A&M open as low as minus one and a half. They're up to minus two and a half. It's a buy low spot. Uh, It's a fate of Florida for me. So give me A&M, bubble spot. They got to win this game to get to help their resume. Wisconsin beats Purdue tomorrow. All right. We got to take a 240-second break. When we return, let's go live to the side of Super Bowl 58. Yeah, Las Vegas. Vicente Femi of Bebefe joining us from Circa, setting the tone and the scene for us. All right, folks, it's time to wet the Las Vegas palette just a little bit. We're going to be <laughs> we're going to be live out there. This show, The Sweat with Josh and Steve next weekend. But right now, let's get to our good friend, Femi Abebefe of VSIN. Top of the morning, big man. How's it going? 
<laughs> Morning, fellas. Uh, it's going good here. It's a, the sun has not uh, come up yet, so it's a little oh. bit dark earlier uh, today. But it's a little chilly out there. So for everybody coming out here for the Super Bowl this upcoming week, make sure you bring your rain jacket and a and a nice coat because uh, the weather isn't the typical desert weather. But hey, we're doing good nonetheless. Though. Yeah, we haven't seen the sun in two weeks. I mean, it's out right now outside of the <laughs> studio. I've been absolutely miserable, and my seasonal depression is at an all-time high. But did you, are you taking this advice right now? You're going to need to bundle up out there, you and poor Steven. So this is actually great news for me, Femi, because I'm the type of guy who like sweats all the time is disgusting. Yeah, you are nasty. So I'm fine with the fact that it's going to be colder, rainy. I'll be at the book anyway, sweating games. So I'm totally fine with the bad weather. Yeah, dude. Well, there's a a reason you're on this show called The Sweat is because you're such a moist human being. Uh, Femi, set the stage for us a little bit uh, out there. Like, what what can what can people really expect? Is the vibe already starting to to pick up there with the Super Bowl coming to town? 100%. You can already feel like this is sort of the calm before the storm is what we've been saying all throughout this week. I was driving by the Strip a couple days ago during one of my off days, and they've already started to do all the decorations. The Lombardi Trophy was outside of one of the the casinos out here, and there was all the Niners and Chiefs apparel everywhere. So everyone's in the Super Bowl vibe, even going off the Strip uh, to just like your regular department stores are selling a bunch of Niners and Chiefs gear. So everyone's buzzing about this game. It's the first time it's going to be here in Las Vegas, which if you said that 10 years ago, uh, everyone would laughed you out of the room but here we are in 2024 with the Super Bowl being here in Vegas so we got a good matchup obviously the high powered players with the Mahomes of the world the McCaffrey's the Purdy's so it should be a pretty fun matchup and people are excited for it and I'm excited to have you guys out here you know it's gonna be a whole lot of fun actually being able to connect with our DK network friends because we talk over virtual and all this stuff but we'll actually be able to see each other in 3D so who are you going to give the top bunk to is it going to be Steve or Josh (laughs) we're going to fight for it I I don't know about Yeah. yeah I don't know about the accommodation <laughs> uh, hopefully, hopefully DraftKings is taking care of you guys with the hotel setup. So nobody can come stay at my house. But if you guys want to come and uh, have me down there for a couple of soda pops, I'm more Ooh, than happy to. Oh, good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Hey, you could just go all night long, then wander into the circus studio and, exactly. uh, and help host the show from there. Just adrenaline, Emerson. That's what we're going to run on. Femi, we've been talking about this Super Bowl Swifty 8 here all morning long on the sweat. Just, Swifty 8. Yeah, yeah, Swifty 8. Yeah, get, get ready for that one, big dude. Um, what is your approach to this game, especially betting it on the DK Sportsbook here? Well, I guess I'm a little bit of the Swifty 8 here because I call this the the sleep at night special. Uh, I like the Chiefs to win the game. So Chiefs money line is a solid look here for me just because I don't think that I can sleep at night knowing that I bet against Patrick Mahomes in the biggest game of the season. Uh, I bet against him against in the AFC title game with the Ravens. I bet against him uh, with the, uh, in the AFC divisional with Buffalo. I know I actually bet on Kansas City against Miami. So that he hasn't stolen all of my money, but the last couple of weeks it has been good. But I think that this is coming up for Kansas City. You have the better quarterback. You have the more experienced and better head coach in Andy Reid. And you have the better defense on Kansas City's side. Now, this is not to disrespect the Niners because I agree with the market sitting at two over at DraftKings because the Niners were a juggernaut for much of this season here. But in the biggest of spots, we know that these things kind of come down to execution and big name players making those plays. And who better to bet on than uh, the best player in the sport and Patrick Mahomes. So in a coin flip game, uh, give me Mahomes if I'm going to go ahead and uh, get plus money with it. 
Femi, I'm right there with you. I'll take the points on the homes as well. I want to get your take on the total because I think obviously all the talk here is with the spread and the side. And, you know, do you take Mahomes? Do you follow the 10-1 and ATS as a dog? Do you go money line? Do you go spread? I don't really hear a lot of people talking about the total. So, uh, Femi, obviously when you get to these big games, the public's going to want to hammer these overs. 70% of mm-hmm. bets are taking the over. It's 47 and a half. Does it get down to 47 before we get to kickoff? That's something I'm monitoring. But the Chiefs are 14 and 6 to the under. Uh, and again, in the, in, the, um, in the high total play, off games 47 or more the under 62 percent since 2018 so femi what do you think do you expect points in this one or do you think maybe you know lean under and grab the 47 and a half now because it may fall uh, if you were to bet it now, I would bet the under just because I, I do think that you might see this close 47 just because I have so much respect for this Kansas City Chiefs defense. And that's sort of been the tenor of the seam. It hasn't been the high flying like Mahomes, Kelsey passing yards like we saw last year when they played the Eagles. This has been more of a defensive team. And I mean, the second half under sort of been the story of the Kansas City Chiefs from a betting perspective all season long. I think they're like 18 and one so far this year. Second half unders like they just go ahead and grind these games down to a halt. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and take the strategy of waiting to bet this in game for the under just because I think both offenses with the two weeks to prepare will have some good game scripts to where maybe you get a couple of touchdowns in the first 20 minutes of game time to where maybe you get a 50 something in there and then you can go ahead and play that under just knowing that the second half under angle has hit so many times for Kansas City so if you wanted to play this pre-flop I would go under 47 and a half but me personally I'm going to go ahead and wait to go ahead and and maybe get a little cute play an in game under after a, a couple of scores to start the game. If, I mean, it's just also like another shot at an elusive Super Bowl title here for Kyle Shanahan, but history is really against him here. So throughout Super Bowl history, Femi, there have been only three rematches between head coaches, this year being the fourth, and in the previous three instances, the coach who won the first Super Bowl also secured victory in the second. What Ooh. would, yeah, isn't that a fantastic Good stat? KC. I've done like five, I've done like five minutes of research here. So, Femi, like. He's reading the game book. Yeah, yeah, for real, dude. I know the script. I mean, what, what would a, what would another loss to Andy Reid in the Super Bowl do to, you think, Kyle Shanahan's, you know, early legacy here? You know, I mean, there's going to be people who say that Shanahan can't win the big one. And yeah. unfortunately, in sports, that's sort of everybody's M.O. until they ultimately do it. Like, everyone's a choker until they win. And Kyle Shanahan, who I have tremendous respect for, what he's able to do for that 49ers team, when he took over, they were in the dumps uh, in 2017. And now they've gone to a second Super Bowl. They've gone to a number of NFC title games. And this, I think, this year has kind of been his masterpiece. This is what he's always wanted the team to look like. Because if you kind of take it full circle and go back to Super Bowl 54 in Miami when he took on the Kansas City Chiefs like the end of that game in that fourth quarter is why Brock Purdy is the quarterback today he knew that okay if I go up against Mahomes in the Super Bowl if I go up against Andy Reid I need a better quarterback than what I have in Jimmy Garoppolo and then that's when they went ahead and tried to make the trade for Trey Lance that didn't work out but luckily they used the last pick in the draft and got Brock Purdy and that clearly has worked out mightily to their uh, to their success here so this is kind of the full circle moment here for Kyle Shanahan and this 49ers organization and if they lose the game you'll get the detractors saying all the stuff that they say and I get they'll be right because I guess he hasn't won but for me at least I I don't know how you can't have tremendous respect for Kyle Shanahan and what he's been able to do that offense was the best offense in football by wide margin here so uh, if they don't win it I mean hey you lose to the best quarterback in the league and maybe one of the greatest of all time when it's all said and done I don't really think there's too much shame in that because if you're losing to Mahomes I mean you just kind of just got to put your hands up and shrug 
Hmm. Femi, got to ask you about prop bets here. I mean, we've oh. seen prop bets absolutely explode over the you know, last few years, especially with legalization. You talk to bookmakers now, and they'll tell you sometimes they get more money on props than the actual conventional game betting. So I want to ask you, any guys you're targeting, uh, your overall approach, you know, do you have any uh, you know, kind of ways to attack the, the prop market? I know a lot of bettors either like to bet it early or wait, see it really move a ton, and then go back and go the other way. Uh, any recommendations you would have for people listening, how to bet props, and are you holding any prop tickets, or are you waiting on any that you're going to target? Yeah, I would say like the recommendation is as it typically is with any sort of prop betting. If you want to bet the over, you better bet that early. And if you're looking to bet the under, you should probably wait a little bit once some of that recreational money gets into the market starting this week. Because I mean, we have so much time in the lead up with the Super Bowl after the conference title games. There's two weeks. Recreational money doesn't really start showing up until probably what the Thursday before the Super Bowl. So we're still a few days away from some of those betters getting into the market. And like you said, Josh, betting overs because everybody wants to root for something. It's the Super Bowl. Nobody wants to go to the Super Bowl party and be clapping and cheering for incomplete passes <laughs> and, and no gains on runs. So I think if you like those unders, you can sort of kind of wait a little bit on the prop standpoint here. Now, for me personally, I haven't bet this yet, but it's something that I'm going to do very soon. I've been kind of waiting for all of the props to sort of populate out here in Nevada, but I like the Isaiah Pacheco over rushing yards. Uh, I don't know how you can watch the 49ers run defense during this playoffs and not like it. We saw Aaron Jones and that Packers rushing attack have a lot of success last week. I mean, they couldn't stop Jim Amir Gibbs and David Montgomery for the Lions. Those guys were running all up and down the 49ers defense. And the defense is so predicated on rushing the passer and getting upfield to where they kind of let defending the run kind of go to the wayside. And, and Pacheco, he's sort of been the Chiefs' identity offensively. Like I mentioned, it hasn't been the high-flying passing attack of the, of the pass for the Kansas City Chiefs. They've sort of been more of a balanced approach. And Andy Reid has been more willing to run the football, which has been the knock on him in the past. So I think Pacheco has a big game. Uh, in this game next week here to over 67 and a half. That to me is a solid look there with Isaiah Pacheco. All right, I'll give you 30 seconds here, Femi. What can you tease coming up on the Lombardi line, my friend? Oh, we're going to be breaking down all the props. We got a little bit of better's choice. Uh, Mahomes versus Purdy passing yards. We'll do that. Super Bowl Ooh. MVP. Uh, I liked it going with the Swifty 8 theme here. Yeah. I like Travis Kelsey, <laughs> Super Bowl MVP. I'm oh. going with that. We're riding the narrative. The most culturally relevant athlete in America is going to win Super Bowl MVP. So that's just a little bit of a tease on what you can expect with Michael Lombardi at the top of the hour. So uh, make sure you guys stick around for that. All right. We, we will. And as I tell Michael Lombardi all the time, and you guys are welcome for the massive lead-in audience that you guys get. <laughs> we're, we're happy to help. Thanks, dude. I'm, I'm glad we Femi, appreciate it, boys. I'm glad Febby brought up Kelsey, too, because we're going to go cover to cover here to wrap up the show. Some Swifty specials? I don't know. My warm-up bet going to be maybe a cool-off bet. Uh-uh-uh. <laughs> At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. 
he says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. All right, wrapping up the show here, folks. Thank you so much if you stuck with us throughout this entire thing, or if you turned us on for five minutes and turned us off, we still appreciate you, and I totally (laughs) understand, and I totally get it. So we're going to go cover to cover, just from the front cover of the DraftKings Sportsbook to the back cover, everything that there is to offer right now. Just any other Super Bowl bets that are kind of cooking in those big beefy brains of yours that maybe we haven't touched on yet that you think people should get after right now, Jules? I'll mention, you know, we still have a lot of time. I'm not all the way dug in, but one that stuck out to me, and you can find it in that VEASAN guide, the shortest touchdown in the game. I believe the over-under is set at three and a half. The under on three and a half is on a 21 and one run. So that is encapsulating the last 22 Super Bowls. 21 and one run to the under using the number three and a half on shortest touchdown. I thought that was an interesting trend if we're doing some digging here off of some of these wild props that we can go with. Wait, you're getting you're getting weird. You're going over to DST. You're getting over to the defense okay. special teams. What are we doing, right? Josh? I'm going what super are we doing, weird. Josh? Well, you said cover to cover. That means you got to look no, for every absolutely. little nugget. And, 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 that, and, that's what, and that's what we want. We want maybe some of these hidden jewels. Mm. So a couple of these jump out to me. <laughs> that's, my, that's my segment. Nobody here can give hidden jewels All right, hey, we're, at, we're apple picking. Yeah, right I like now. that. You just Let's came up go. with that right now. Dude. My ancestors came from Eastern Europe. Apple Baum, Apple Bomb. You know, it's, so what's I, this DST it's really brings, you got going? It's a legacy to me. <laughs> but anyway, uh, these special teams, I just think this is kind of an, a, a market here that really is underserved. Everyone's going to want to bet the offensive players to go over. No one's talking about the defense. Let's give some, the defense some love. Uh, I'm looking toward Fred Warner over two and a half tackles plus wow. assists. It's minus 166 to the over. It's a little bit expensive, but I think it's expensive for a reason. He had 13 tackles and assists against Detroit. He had seven against Green Bay. Chiefs are going to run the ball a lot. Gives him an opportunity as a you know inside linebacker here to make some plays and get some tackles. He had seven against Kansas City in the 2020 Super Bowl. So I'm going to go Warner over two and a half tackles and assists. And then also Emerson, what? longest kickoff return. Oh, I'm going to go under 27 and a half yards. It's minus 145 to the under. <laughs> Anytime you get an under that's mm. juiced up, that really screams to me because, again, public wants to bet overs, but we're going to have a lot. We're in a dome. You're going to be able to boot these things into the end zone. I don't think there's going to be many kickoff returns. Probably just take it out to 25. I'll go under 27 and a half. And that is apple picking in like the that. Garden of My Eaton. My ancestors were born yeah. in a And I gave you some, some uh, family tree insights there, too. So. The Garden of Eaton. Damn. Yep. Glad to know that Josh has done his ancestry <laughs> DNA test. And now yeah, that's great. Online. And you shared your social security number with everybody earlier on this show. <laughs> We're just right. open to sharing today. Yeah. What, what else you got? <laughs> so you can do a head-to-head play on receiving yards against two different players. So I have, you can do Brandon Ayuk versus Rasheed Rice. I like taking Rasheed Rice at minus 125. Like Ayuk is definitely the wide receiver one in this offense here, but his, are you looking, want to see it? 
He's been looking at everyone's computers this entire show. Well, I just saw one jump out. I don't mind Kelsey minus 140 over Ayuk. All right, well, you can talk about that after. Let me talk. Um, sure. But we have <laughs> I Ayuk didn't even here. say anything. I just looked and you started no, to yell at me. Yeah, stop. His little beady you're, eyes in the corner of his eye. I see him like you staring were, at me. You're the kid screen. who coffee's like everyone's homework. You're the reason Without we it. had to put up like yeah, those lockers and binders. Yeah. yeah. You're the reason. Kids like you. Hmm. But yeah, so Rice over Ayuk, uh, you know, like I mentioned, obviously Ayuk is the wide receiver one in this Niners offense here, but Rice has been getting those consistent targets really since week 11 here, seeing an average of almost seven targets per game, including the playoffs here. So I like Rice to have the more receiving yards over Ayuk, minus 125. Now give the head-to-head that you like now. I haven't done my research on it. Yet. Okay, well, I've, I've, I've done a little bit of research. Popped up. I've done a little bit of research. For the Swifties. Oh boy. All right. On the For the Swifties set. Listen, I'm not even a huge Swiftie, but I think some of these stand out to me. This is so stupid. That you belong with Rasheed. Oh, I hate So Kelsey I or Rice so to score a touchdown in the first half, plus 120 odds. Oh, so stupid. Okay. Friendship bracelets is another one. Either Kelsey or Yuschik to score the first touchdown at plus 600. Here we go. Here's... What I like, though, I like Travis Kelsey. Uh, you could you could go with that, or you, if it's Kelsey, you think would we'll score first. You could also get him plus seven hundred right now. Score the first touchdown. Scored the first touchdown against the Ravens, right? We've seen him with three touchdowns this postseason. Yep. Scored the I first. I mean, you're really just betting Kelsey. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I'm just saying be... this is these are these are some options here. Give me a second. I'm almost done. <clears throat> scored the first touchdown against the Eagles last Super Bowl. Yep. Did have a touchdown against the 49ers in Super Bowl 54, albeit not the first one. Okay? He is going to come out. He is well-rested. He is going to come out. He is going to be involved early and often on that Chiefs opening drive. You know who shows up on the biggest stage in football? Guys who are trying to impress their billionaire, superstar, global icon, girlfriend, up top, red lipstick on, and watching. I also... So he's going to do this because he wants to impress Taylor Swift, not, because he, wants, are, not because he wants to win the Super Bowl. Exactly. Okay. He's already he's won already the Super Bowl. Yes. Who cares? So now right. an opportunity to win the Super <laughs> Bowl and impress important. your girlfriend. And in the rice thing, hey, listen, I put it in the VSIN guide that all our picks oh, that we've been asked to put in. God. I want you to know this. It's a long <laughs> shot. It's a dark horse. They're going to hate me for this. We already do. Rice, Super Bowl... MVP. Yeah, you belong to Rasheed. And this is only if no. you think that this 49ers defense will come out and maybe focus on Travis Kelsey, who we mentioned earlier, Jules, top two targets for Patrick Mahomes, especially in the red zone, who Rice has more red zone looks than Kelsey does. They have the same amount of touchdowns this season. Rice has the ability. We've seen him since week 12. This is one of the security blankets for Patrick Mahomes. He comes out and mashes. Went for 130 yards, whatever it was, against the Dolphins. He has the ability here. He has the ability to blow this game up with his speed, his quickness. And... No, that was that actually was the top of the century. That, that was, that. That well was some, done. That was some decent analysis on my part. Analysis. All right, that was the worst two minutes in the show's <laughs> history. <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling good about it, people. I'm feeling good about it. Let me use All my right. 92 well, cent bonus bet on yeah, that. Yeah, we still got more show to do. What else do? <laughs> what else do we got on the buck? Any, anything else from college basketball too that we didn't hit on earlier? Because you're praising today's yeah, slate. Best please, slate. please talk. Yeah, um, I'll give out a money line parlay, actually, because two teams I was really interested are Indiana at home against Penn State and San Diego State at home against Colorado State. The five and a halfs were a little bit too rich for me, so I put the two together on a money line parlay at plus money. Um, 
Let me see, which game haven't I broken down here? Penn State is 1-8 and eight in games away from home this season. That's road games and neutral combined. Uh, and then you have Indiana, who is 10-2 at home. Penn State is also off a big win over Rutgers as seven-point dogs, so a little bit of a letdown spot. Really tough place to play at Indiana, so I like them to win that game. Utah State's 5-2 and two on the road, uh, but just 2-4-1 ATS, so they haven't been performing to expectations. San Diego State is off two tough road losses, and they're 10-0 and at home. So I, I really like putting those two teams together uh, to create a plus-money money line parlay. And then uh, tomorrow... Wisconsin, we don't have a number yet. Ken Palm's got it. Wisconsin is a two-point home underdog to Purdue. Purdue can struggle on the road. This is a huge game for Wisconsin. Wisconsin lost an overtime game during the week at Nebraska, potentially looking ahead to this one. Purdue also went to overtime, struggling at home to beat Northwestern. I really like how this spot sets up for Wisconsin in a huge game on Sunday afternoon. Back at the start of the show, we were working up a sweat. Steve, you hit on the Red Sox, how pathetic their offseason yeah. is, how they are so non-committed to winning, it appears. You went under on that win total. Josh, you're going to baseball right now, and a team who's been pretty damn good lately. Team who was in the World Series? I believe so. Uh -oh. The research proves correct. And Steve, I'll get your quick knee-jerk okay. reaction to this too, but Arizona Diamondbacks over 83 and a half wins. Oh. And they win you 84 yeah. games. I think they definitely can. The 83 and a half is juiced up over minus 120. Steve mentioned earlier, but our attention is on football and college basketball. Uh, by the way, you look in the background, you know, in the, uh, not, not in the spotlight, but these numbers are moving in terms of mm -hmm. baseball win totals. And the juice move can tell you where it might go next. So if it, it, 83 and a half over minus 120, could it 84 before you know it? I think you grab that 83 and a half over with Arizona right now. They won 84 games last year. And are they a better team than they were last year? I think so. They add Eugenio Suarez there to play third base. They just signed Jock Peterson for, mm -hmm. some, uh, you know, for some mashing in the middle of their lineup. They re-signed Gurriel. They bring in Erod. They still have Merrill Kelly and Zach Gallon. They have a really good bullpen here. And uh, again, losing in the World Series, motivation coming back the next year. I think you hit D-backs over 83 and a half right now. Diamondbacks are plus money, by the way, to make the postseason. Yeah, plus that's... One, plus 110, yes, minus 139. Well, I mean, the, but the reason is, too, is because they're giving them no shot to win the division because of the Dodgers. You so there's only one... Card. Yeah, yep. so there's only one path for them yeah, to get into sense. the wild card because I believe the Dodgers are minus 400 to win the division. Oh, my God. <laughs> right now, which Crazy. is just that's... absurd. But I, I like that play from uh, Josh, too. Uh, especially, too, when you talk about that rotation. Uh, Brandon Fatt, who was like, really good in the postseason, he's someone I'm very high on coming into the season. He's their number four Coming into this year, I like this one a lot, and I love the moves for Peterson in the heart of the lineup, bringing Hanyo Suarez, too, for some defense and some pop as well. That's going to be a team that's going to continue to uh, be a force. Well, gentlemen, with Steve and Josh heading to Vegas tomorrow, we're going to take the day off, but we've got tons of content here on DK Network and vSIM. They've got you covered with Super Bowl coverage at this time tomorrow, 8 a.m. Eastern time, 10 o'clock Eastern time. VSIN's prop bet special going to be right here on DraftKings Network and VSIN. So you're going to have betting experts galore, two hours of nonstop breakdowns to get you ready for the big game, all the advice and picks that you are craving. We'll be back next Saturday, live from Vegas. You two get you set for Chiefs and the Niners. And I'm being told we have viewers making friendship bracelets for you right now. Keep them. <laughs> <laughs>
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.